Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. Are we going to introduce or did you want to tell your story first? Oh yeah, let me let me tell you guys a little, a little something, something. Uh, it's nothing big, but I definitely wanted to sage the room before we started today because uh, we were here yesterday, I think it was yesterday morning, we were getting ready to go take the dogs to the vet and... Um, um, well, I don't know. Anyway, besides, Valeria was taking stuff out of her bag, right? Mm-hmm. And I walk in next to her. And she goes, did one of the cats come in here? I was like, no, they're all they're locked up eating. Because we have to separate them and lock them in the kennel. I don't want you guys to think that we lock them up all day. Mm-hmm. We, we lock them in the kennels separately so that they can eat because... Some eat faster than we have four cats. Uh, there's a couple that we get eat. into each other's food, basically. Yeah. So anyway, my wife asks me, um, "Did one of the cats come in here?" And I said, "Well, the, there's three of them that are locked up, and the the one that's not locked up in the kennel." Um, <clears throat> I I closed the door just before she got in, and she goes, mm, "That's weird." And I was like, "What happened?" And she goes, "Well, and this is in the room that I record in, uh, off in the corner." Um, I have like the little DJ hero, like turntable setup, And she goes, um, I swear. I just saw one of the cats jump off of that thing and into the bed. And she goes, she goes, um, it was white. And then she goes like, kind of like doughy, like, I'm sorry, Zoe. Uh, mm-hmm. we call her doughy. It was like a pet name, even though yeah. she, you know, <laughs> she's anyway. a pet and yeah. her name's Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Zoe, uh, she goes like I thought it was, uh, it was Zoe, and I was like, no, no, Zoe's locked in the in the kennel right now. She's eating, and she goes, oh, okay. I was like, um, are you sh-? like I, I, you know, I tried to ex- like say, well, maybe. And she's like, no, no, I'm just telling you that's what I saw. I was like, oh, okay, okay, then. And then I was about to walk out. She's like, no, no, don't walk out yet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then I waited for her to finish and then she was like me first so she walks out first and then I turn off the light and I walk out behind her but uh, so yeah I that made sure to yeah, I made sure to uh, sage the room right now before we started but what if it was my kitty that passed away there yeah I mean it's blue possible. oh I oh oh I we talked about was... that cat later that night but we didn't I didn't bring that up well I mean she was white-ish she was half siamese so she was like cream colored she, she, she would have been the same brown. color as zoe because yeah. um zoe's also like part siamese oh that's right that's right well yeah well so, i mean just throwing it out there yeah i know i mean i like i said just wanted to stage the room regardless because you know why not well, i don't think it's a well if it's my kitty cat maybe if you told her that she'll feel better all right. So um, today our guest is going to be Rue, and she has a, a podcast called Supposedly Pod, right? I have that yep. right? Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, I put a little note out into Reddit if there's anybody who had paranormal stories, and Rue reached out, and this is this is where we're at. But Rue, do you want to introduce yourself a little further? Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Rue. And as Michelle said, I, I'm one of the co-hosts of Supposedly. And each week, you know, we cover a true crime, paranormal or mysterious story that we can't believe happened. But supposedly everything we talk about is true. 
And uh, so I, I'm a Reddit sleuth and, you know, an armchair detective as much as a lot of folks that I see on Reddit and was super excited um, to see Michelle's post and have been enjoying kind of corresponding back and forth with them. So I'm super excited to be here tonight or today or whenever in time and space y'all exist. I know we have a bit of a time difference. So, yeah, it's it's 10 o'clock or yeah, just about 10 o'clock in the morning for, for Eric and I here in Texas. But Rue, what time is it and where are you exactly? Uh, so I'm coming to you from the future. It is 5 p.m. <laughs> here in Germany. It's a great day. You're going to have a beautiful day ahead of you. So yeah. I've seen it all already. Was it cold uh, yeah, over there so, too? Oh, it's so freaking cold. Uh, oh. We have radiators in our house and they're just not keeping up. I miss having central heat. I, so we're Americans. My husband's in the military, um, which is why we're over here. And man, I miss my furnace like no other today. <laughs> Yeah, us us Texans are struggling over here because we're not used to like super super cold weather, and we're having yeah. this weird like winter blast come through, and it's gonna be like in the single digits at least here in oh, Austin where I'm no. at, and I've never experienced single digit weather, so I don't <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Yeah, for us here uh, down here in the part of Texas where I'm at, we're only getting down to I think on maybe on Monday it'll be down to about in the uh, high twenties, but um, right now. I think we're in the we're 37 so for us that's already very very cold are you guys getting any snow or anything or ice um austin's got a lot of ice right now um yeah and i think it was probably about a month ago now we did get snow randomly like four inches of snow which that is like it doesn't that doesn't happen it sleets and then maybe we'll get like an inch of snow so i don't know this winter has been record setting yeah but in a good way I love it. Okay, well, there you go. I know it's rough sometimes because Texas just doesn't have the equipment to deal with snow. That's why I was curious. I was like, man, are you guys just totally snowed in? Texas usually just like shuts down because like everyone gets in yeah. confidence. No one knows how to drive. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Rue, I know you have like a specific story that you kind of reached out with um, that I were both like super fascinated to hear because i've never heard of this before but um okay. i always ask the question what was your very first paranormal experience that you can remember oh man that's tough i mean i have always been super sensitive to it i think probably being a kid and thinking that i had like an imaginary friend but my mom coming into my room and being flabbergasted that the room apparently smelled like cherry blossoms, which was the perfume that her favorite aunt who passed away that I'm actually named after always wore. And so Aww. she pretty much thought that I was playing with with my namesake. Um, I don't remember that as being ghostly. Uh, I remember a time I was about seven and we went to the Battle of Lexington's uh, historical site where I'm from in Missouri. I'm from Kansas City, which isn't too far from there. And I felt a like heavy, almost calico kind of material dress brush past my legs and thought I saw somebody that would have fit that era. Hmm. So those are probably my earliest recollections of something that wasn't of this world necessarily. Is that kind of what like inspired you to like want to do um, this the, your, your, the kind of podcast that you're doing or was that something I else? Mean, for me, it's such a chicken and egg thing. Like my mom was huge into the paranormal and spooky stuff. I mean, I grew up playing Resident Evil at like two years old. And so spooky, weird stuff was just kind of 
the culture I was brought up in. And it's always been a fascination. And actually, Jesse, my co-host, and I started our podcast because we love the trash TV that is Ghost Adventures. And with me living <laughs> over here, we would have kind of like a weekly Zoom call to watch bad TV together. And then it was just like us talking like, oh, this is my paranormal story that I love. Oh, have you heard about this cryptid? Oh, I love this uh, true crime story, this unsolved mystery. And it was like, if we're going to talk about this so much every single week, shouldn't we just make a podcast? And that's kind of how the podcast got started. Mm. Nice. Yeah, we love trash TV, too. Oh, at least I do. I yeah, I was about, about to say, oh, yeah. I can't I can't do Ghost ghost Adventures anymore. I think I liked, I liked the early seasons, and for whatever reason, sometimes it just gets to be too much. But Yeah, we, we love to hate it. I mean, we've made up, like, rules to a drinking game for it because it's so bad. What are those rules? Maybe if I play that way, I can actually watch a show. Yeah, it changes depending on how drunk you are. Um, every time that Aaron <laughs> makes his great shocked face, you have to take a drink. Um, every time that Zach does the weird like Illuminati steeple with his fingers while interviewing someone, you take a oh, drink. Yeah. I mean, it, it can kind of be whatever <laughs> you want. Um, yeah. When he puts on his silly little gas mask. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Every time he mentions he has asthma. Does he? Right. Yeah. 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 That's why he wears a mask. Oh, got it. Okay. Apparently, after the Hell House, he developed a lot of health conditions, and he blames them on demons and not getting older or <laughs> the fact that he's been <laughs> spelunking in dusty buildings for the last 20 years, but okay. Yeah. As, asbestos. Asbestos. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, that I'm... sounds like a demon name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would, would say something like that. Could this house be haunted by asbestos? <laughs> <laughs> spot on <laughs> okay i do you do you have more paranormal stories that you can i mean oh, oh i've I got tons of, oh <laughs> perfect okay so then should we should we start with the uh the main story that we don't really know what what this uh mythical creature is yeah because i'm kind of interested as far as like because I, the, part of the reason why we started this podcast was not i mean we're hispanic so we we know a lot of the okay. hispanic culture um well, not lore. a lot, but we, yeah, the, the, a lot of the Hispanic lore. Mm -hmm. But we wanted right to on. hear like lore from other states, other uh, places countries. in the world, other countries, you know, uh, because to us, that's interesting. That's what we want to learn about. That's what we want people who do listen to us to learn about uh, and share with us. You know what I mean? So I'm really that's excited cool. about this. Yeah. Nice. Um. All right. So should I just hop on in? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, so um, like I said, we're living in Germany. I guess I should first off super preface this. In addition to having a whole bunch of paranormal experiences, I also identify as a witch um, and have a craft that I practice. So I'll just kind of preface with that um, as it will kind of become a little bit relevant. So this last summer, we went to a small lake that's not too far from where we live, and we were going to go stand up paddle boarding. And I was super excited. I love the water. It's it's totally my element. I'm like, I can swim for days, you know, where it's like I can run around the block and be like, all right, that's enough for me. It's time for nachos. Mm -hmm. um, but swimming is my jam. And my dear husband is completely the inverse. He is not a strong swimmer. Um, which is something that I especially discovered that day. So we were out in kind of the middle of this lake and I'm standing up, having a great time, feeling like Moana, life's <laughs> good. 
And I'm like, hey, come on, babe, stand up. It's fun. And he does. And he's like, cool. Yeah, this is pretty fun. And then he goes to sit back down because he's like, all right, that's enough of that. I feel a little wobbly. Um, And he actually lost his balance and fell in. Um, And I was like, okay, like he's super strong. He can just climb on his paddleboard and life will be good and he's wet and I'll laugh at him. Um, But it quickly became apparent to me that he was in trouble. And I will add, always wear a life jacket. We were not provided life jackets at the rental stand. Um, So definitely if you are in the water, that's a thing that I would suggest. And so I I quickly swam over to him um, and I was like, all right, if I can just, I think he's just panicking. If I can just help him get his face out of the water, he'll be able to catch his breath and climb back up. And he just couldn't stop freaking out. Um, And it started to get pretty bad. Uh, He started to actually lose consciousness. Um, and just kind of let go a little bit. Um, and I, I actually like did the straight up movie thing and I slapped him across the face and I'm like, (laughs) stay awake. There were a lot of expletives, uh, involved. I'm not sure if those are part of your show, so I'll I'll omit them for now. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was like, don't fucking give up. Uh, and I just grabbed him by the jaw and I'm trying to keep his face up. I'm starting to get tired because it's really hard to swim for two grown adults. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to just push myself through the water to just keep him up, just keep him up. And I'm starting to take on water and I'm starting to get pretty tired. Um, And there's there's people I can see far away. And I'm like scream. Like I finally remember to scream for help. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I have a voice I can use. And I'm like, help, somebody, anybody. And hoping that, you know, even in with the language barrier between German and English that you hear people screaming in the water and it usually means like, Hey, I'm not great. Mm -hmm. Um, and no one's hearing us and I'm just getting more and more tired every time I come up out of the water and they're still not there. They're still not there. They're still not there. And I come up at one point and there are two people also on paddle boards right by us that I hadn't even seen in the distance. I have no idea where these people came from. Um, they, straight up saved us and even more crazy is that it was a middle-aged german man who's actually a doctor Hmm. and a younger woman who's actually an american um, affiliated with our base and she's a certified lifeguard so we literally got saved (laughs) by the exact people you want to save us and they pulled us in and they were able to do the the doctor did like a field test just to make sure my husband was okay because he was full-on in shock Hmm. um And, you know, they're, okay, it's all right, it's all right. And they set us under a tree just to kind of get our bearings and, you know, sip some cool water and just be glad to be alive. Um, And then my husband looks down at his hand and notices that his wedding ring is gone. Mm. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And, and, you know, because he's kind of in this panicky shock state, he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You know, he's thinking like it's, you know, that he's like blaming himself. And I'm like, no, it's okay. And then I just get hit with this intuition and I go, it was a gift. I was like, that was the exchange that got us out of here. And I don't know why I even had that inclination, but I knew it was so strong and so correct. And I was like, that's in that moment. I was like, that's super weird. But I'm just, you know, trying to figure out, do I need to take him to the hospital? Like, I'm like, I'll put that on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, file that one away for later. And so we get home and take a nap (laughs) because wow is almost drowning, tiring. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got a smoothie because my throat was raw from screaming and guzzling water. So I'm chilling on the couch with my little mango smoothie. And I Google and I'm just like, um, you know, gold offering water spirit Germany. Because I'm just like, all right, maybe it's maybe it's something. Maybe it's not. Like I said, you know, I'm, I have this intuition. I do practice witchcraft. I have had a lot of paranormal experiences. So I'm just like, why was that almost something that I felt like especially guided to? And I, mm-hmm. as as much of a paranormal witch person I am, I'm not super hippie woo woo about it. But I was like, this is a greater message. Like it felt <laughs> so strong. And I actually discovered that in um, England and Germany and some of the Nordic uh, cultures and countries, there are these entities called either the Nix or the Neck or the Nixie, kind of depending on what the language origin is. Um, and the most common place that you might have seen them is if you saw Frozen 2, uh, the water horse spirit that Elsa rides on is actually a Nix. Ah, Okay. Um, and they're kind of these shapeshifters that can be humans or mer people or sometimes even like snakes or sunken treasure. And they have some common ground with like the sirens mm-hmm. um, that'll like lure people in to their death sort of deal. Um, but that they were also so I don't know if you guys are into opera at all. <laughs> not, not, I can't say that I am. But <laughs> um, so but Wagner's Rheingold which I'm sure you've heard in movies, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, there are actually keepers of this treasure, the Rheingold, that are said to be the Nix. And that is based on the lore that these entities will drown you unless you give them a gift of gold. And so there was this tradition where when people had to cross large bodies of water historically, they would bring a small gold coin to throw in to earn their safe passage. Hmm. Wow. And, and I'm and assuming so your husband's uh, wedding ring was made of gold. It was, yeah. yeah. When you said that you had that intuition that it was a gift, like I mm-hmm. full body chills. So I'm like, all right. Usually when I get like full body chills, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably spot on. It's yeah, exactly it, right. it's one of those things that I'm like, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, that's what it was. I know that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I am saying, boy, isn't that strange? Yeah, I mean. You know, it's one of those where it's just, it's it's bizarre how strong that feeling was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that's probably the, the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. And like also one of the most high-key traumatic. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yep, that was rough. <laughs> no, I was just, it's because when she was talking about that whole drowning and being tired and all that stuff, I was remembering the time. I think we mentioned it before, but I don't think we've ever gone into detail about a time that we almost got our legs cut off by the propellers of a yacht in Missouri. Oh, bro. In Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Um, Yikes. But we were in the water, right? We had life jackets. So um, uh-huh. we were swimming. And then all of a sudden, he was just trying to reposition the yacht because I, I think the anchor hadn't caught or something like that. Oh, okay. And then so he starts going forward. But when he goes forward, the propellers push my sister and I away. So we're like, holy shit, they're leaving us. I, I mean, obviously, they're not Yikes. leaving us. We're kids, right? Like, yeah. You know? But in our right. kid mind, they're leaving us, you know. So we both start swimming towards the yacht. And then he throws that sucker in reverse. So when you throw a uh, the propellers into reverse. I mean, now instead of pushing water, they're sucking water, right? It's sucking you in, yeah. Yeah, so it starts sucking us in, and we're like, "Holy crap!" And then we start to feel this, and then we just managed to catch like the lip of the little platform or the platform on the back, 
and we're both like hanging on for dear life. Oh my God. And we're like screaming. And then my mom, like, I don't know if my mom was down there already, if she had to come down. Mm-hmm. She came and, down. Yeah. And then she just grabs us both and like is like holding us, like trying to keep us from going under. Oh. And like we're like trying to kick as hard as we can. Like we took some mm-hmm. like swim lessons and stuff. We were decent swimmers. So we're like just yeah. kicking as hard as we can. And then um, our dad, um, he's kind of looking down and he's coming down too to try and help. And then he's trying to yell up to the, the, the gentleman to stop, you know, stop the boat. And um, so finally he stops doing what he was doing, not because he heard, but because he finished, you know, catching the anchor. And so like all the, the propeller stop and everything, they pull us up and like, needless to say, we were kind of traumatized to get in the water after that. Um, so I was yeah, also, I ask, what did, has your husband gotten back in after that incident? Like, has he gone back into the lake or paddleboarding or anything like that? Um, actually, neither of us have. So uh, the summers in Germany are pretty short, and this was at the tail end, um, mm. and we had some free yeah. time. And so we're like, yeah, let's go spend a day at the lake. And we haven't. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see how it will influence both of us and our relationship with water. Um, I don't think he'll probably want to paddleboard with me again. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I, I'm curious to see how it will change. Like I said, I'm super comfortable in water and have always felt really safe and really at home in water. Um, but this this relationship or this uh incident almost felt like a betrayal of that relationship. I was like, whoa, hey oh, now. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Like I thought we were cool, bro. And um did, so it'll be interesting. Did you share that uh like what your I guess your findings with him as far as these uh entities? Cause I, I know for like my skeptic boyfriend, he'd be like, Yeah, okay, whatever. I just almost drowned and that's it. <laughs> like what what was your husband's reaction to that? He was pretty shocked. Um, he definitely believes in in all this stuff. He's a Sasquatch fanatic. Nice. Um, yeah, and so he was just like, "That's that's pretty freaking weird." Like he was like, mm, "Don't love that one." Yeah. So he was definitely on board with it. And he was like, "Yo, man, I'm I'm glad it's it's chill." But like, yeah, I guess they almost got us. They give them all the wedding rings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And how deep I mean, how deep is that lake? Um. So my understanding of it is pretty blurry. When I was deep under, because I would try and swim down to to find the bottom to push myself up to kind of shove his body up to get him out of the water. Um, It felt like probably about 15 plus feet. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was probably about two of, I'm 5'8". And I feel like it was probably about two of my body lengths, so around 10 feet before I started feeling vegetation and silt. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was silt to go through. And I actually, it's, it's weird. Your brain does some weird stuff to make trauma okay. Um, and while I was down in the silt trying to get leverage to push him out, I kept thinking of in Harry Potter when they're doing the Triwizard Tournament oh, yeah. and they have to oh. do the water event. And the mermaids are like, only one when yeah. he's trying to save Fleur's little sister. And and I was just like, not today, mermaid. I'm saving my man, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, oh, maybe I maybe that was one of the little Nixies that I was um as I drowned thinking I was seeing. I'm sure my brain was also in shock from, you know, oxygen deprivation at that point. So who knows? But it was it was a little bit of a hyper coincident. Hmm? I'm sorry. So you you felt that you you that you saw one or Again, is I know just... I didn't see one because my eyes were closed, okay. but it was oh, okay. just I had kind of that vision right. in my right. head. And then to be like, oh, there are entities that will try and 
swallow you up and kill you. I was like, hmm, interesting. I wonder if I felt something subconsciously, knowing that yeah. I am kind of tapped into that realm that I mm-hmm. my brain was only like, oh, I know this is the mer people from Harry Potter. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know necessarily i think i was just drowning um <laughs> but it was interesting to be like oh hey i know this lore from this from harry potter yeah. and later i feel like oh i know beyond knowledge that this was an offering and then yeah. it turns out that there are entities that corroborate with it being an offering that are also kind of adjacent to that so i don't know it was, it was a lot of coincidences at once and when there's too many coincidences it stops feeling coincidental yeah, yeah. I-, I wonder what like the how how many drownings there are like a year in that lake like i wonder if this is like a regular thing that happens where if you don't have an offering of gold to give then the person ends up i hope not because it's a really populated like family hotspot so yeah but i I have heard um one of my friends who's lived here longer than me did let me know that unfortunately someone did lose their life in that lake a couple years ago so yeah it's too bad we didn't have a Neville Longbottom friend with gillyweed to you know, give everybody. <laughs> Who are you morning. telling, man? <laughs> um, but I mean, do, do you like? I know, I know you guys are in a base and stuff, but do you, do you uh-huh. get to like hang out with like or mingle with the German people and stuff? Because I, I feel like this is something I feel. I maybe it's a stereotype of the German people. They're just mm-hmm. very like, um, like the, the, like thoughtful people. Like they they they're. They, I feel like they wouldn't believe in superstitions and stuff like that as much as other cultures maybe would. And you know, so, like, I, think I don't you feel might like be surprised really? because so we live off the base, um, but we're affiliated. So, I mean, pre-COVID, obviously, you'd be able to go grab a beer and sit next to a German guy and let him tell you stories and you know, kind of as you have broken German and he has broken English. Um, and there are actually a lot of there's a lot of lore that that still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're, you know, you're looking back at like Grimm's fairy tales. A lot of that comes from here. You, you've got Krampus who comes from here. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those folk tales, um, and so I feel like it's still a little bit more culturally relevant, mm-hmm. uh, relevant. But it, it's definitely, I don't know that they so much like buy into it as much right. as they're just like, oh yeah, I know about that. That's a thing. Yep, you mm-hmm. probably did get got. Like, like so, <laughs> yeah. Cause like I I definitely can't imagine like German people like going to a lake um like okay and again I'm basing this off of Hispanic the Hispanic culture like I can uh-huh. totally see like uh Hispanic people like going to this lake and before they go in and swim or something like just tossing a coin in like as an offering so mm-hmm. they don't drown that day <laughs> but I can't imagine Germans doing that so I feel like I think that's a really good analogy I feel like. German culture, and this is again just based on the German folks that I do know, would be more like, oh, we're not going to waste money on something that stupid. Like, we're not throwing money into the lake. But if you die, it was for sure this thing's fault. (laughs) Like, after the fact, they'd be like, no, that's why you died, dummy. Why didn't you throw a a coin in the lake? But it's like, why would we ever throw a a coin in the lake? Yeah, that's good. Um, I actually wanted to ask about, or kind of talk a little bit about uh, your podcast um oh yeah i think that the first episode that i kind of clicked on was uh what was it the sea nazi sea monkeys yeah <laughs> so that was my first introduction to y'all um but i i it's it very much kind of reminds me of um kind of the, the chatting in the beginning like uh oh my goodness my favorite murder sorry and then oh, i was yep. 
Yeah, and then I listen to a lot of, uh, and that's why we drink. But just it's like very much like just yeah, two friends hanging out, just shooting the shit, talking about weird things, and yeah, yeah, we love fun. both of those shows. So I, I would love to consider them our big sibling shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> they don't know who we are at all, but <laughs> no, those are those are absolutely huge like podcast icons for us. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it that resonates out just because we are friends who just want to stay in touch. You know, it's, it's hard to stay in touch as I'm sure you've learned with the pandemic. Um, But moving overseas, you know, I'm seven hours ahead of her and a million miles apart. And so it it started really as just like a, Hey, let's be really diligent about making time for our friendship. Yeah. No, that, and that that was a good way to do it. Um, What has been, uh, obviously haven't gone through all the episodes yet, but what has been like the, weirdest topic that you guys have discovered oh man okay um my personal like white whale holy grail (laughs) oh am i a rapper excuse me um (laughs) episode is covering the dyatlov pass that is oh the story that just never lets me go i it's so weird that you just brought that up i shit you not i was talking trying to talk about it last night uh to to my boyfriend again um uh-huh. but i could not remember the name of the past i was like something pass so the fact that you're yeah. bringing it up this morning perfect so now i can tell him about <laughs> it because um i i will kind of let you actually no you know what i'll let you kind of give like a little summary of like what why it's so weird and then i wanted okay. to, I, I do have a story about about that okay so super quick um because I don't want to jack the whole podcast because i will with this topic <laughs> like i've spent hours and hours and hours researching it's, this it's um, a lot <laughs> So nine, col- or I'm sorry, eight college students and a ski instructor who are all the highest level um, ski experts in Soviet Russia at the time, it's 1959, decide that they're going to go on this super hard pass to get their, their final credentials to, to become these master hikers. Um, and everything goes according to plan for the first couple of days, and then they all die. Um, and we don't hear anything from them for weeks to months. And they were all found in really unusual ways. Um, some of them were found mostly nude. Some of them were found, um, they'd kind of created a little makeshift den. But the interesting thing is that they showed internal injuries that didn't have uh, corresponding external injuries. So like a lot of them had ribs that were smashed from the inside, um, some of them were missing their eyes and some of them were missing, one of them was missing a tongue. There were people who had almost what looked like ligature mark bruises around like their ankles. Um, someone had a baton shaped bruise on their waist. So it's kind of one of these things where it's like a lot of people want to say avalanche, but like avalanche don't do baton bruise. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a very bizarre case to me. Um, they were also positive for radiation. So it's just one of those things that it doesn't feel like it wraps up very nicely. And I'm I'm just so intrigued by it. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, I was going to say, my only explanation for possible, like, internal injuries without any kind of, like, surface, like, marks or anything like that would mm-hmm. be depending on the layering, like, how much layering they had and if they got hit in those areas. But I still feel like there would probably be, you know, some sort of mark or, or something. Because you're, yeah. you're mentioning like baton marks, I'm like, well, if they got beat with like a, like a bat or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Depend- but I mean, you would literally have to have like a decent amount of layers or like something still protecting you to where you get hit yeah. there that you don't bruise, but you still like, for example, get 
you know, a broken rib or something like that. But, yeah, and most of them were just found in their like long underwear. So yeah. it's it's pretty freaky. But no, that is probably my my favorite one that we've ever covered. Um, a few weeks ago, we got to talk with uh, Christian B. Roper, who is a treasure hunter, and that was pretty cool. He also just has a lot of really unique experiences on his own, um, which he was a he was really fun guy to talk to. I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the the Dyatlov Pass also was or I guess there is this recent article that came out like maybe about mm-hmm. a week ago now that they're they're trying so hard to just go with the avalanche theory yeah. that they actually took the what the animators the used snow. yeah mm-hmm. what the animators yep. used for Frozen the the movie Frozen to like get the avalanche scenes and stuff and all they yeah. like essentially just put like a a body human body and then threw that avalanche in there to try and like yeah, see this this kind of works. This this is probably what could have happened, but it was just yeah. it's, it's like they're trying so hard to like <laughs> there's just still some weird yeah. stuff to me. There was like the hiking instructor was a really unique guy who's maybe not even who he says he is and I'm like, "Cool, yeah. even if you throw an avalanche on me, that still doesn't wrap that up nicely. Yeah. Avalanches aren't typically radioactive. Like there's just yeah. still some weird stuff that I'm just like, mm, "Cool, we've solved maybe that, but you haven't solved the 85 other things that don't match up yeah no that that would be a super awesome topic to deep dive because you could go on and on and on there's so much weird stuff in that in that one for sure oh yeah that one's that one's my favorite but (laughs) i was wanting to hear a few more uh paranormal experiences that you've had before we kind of start wrapping up here all righty um well there's a thing that lives in my basement right now (laughs) tell me more (laughs) um so we live in a in a city here in germany that's over 400 years old it has existed as this city for over 400 years um and actually our base was um the nazi winter training base and after the geneva convention everything we repurposed it as an american base um so it's safe to say it's an area where some not great stuff has happened Mm -hmm. um And my belief is that that energy kind of collects. And so I I don't think that what lives in my basement is a ghost, but I also don't think it's like a demon. To me, it feels just sort of like this collection of of negativity, of Mm. pain. Um, And I just I have a agreement with this fella where I'm like, cool, you live in the basement, I live on the third floor, and we never have to talk to each other. <laughs> like, uh. you have no reason to come upstairs. I only go downstairs when I have to. Like, we don't have to cross paths. Um, but I will definitely, there's a an automatic light in our, so our, our building is set up, like, the first floor is a doctor's office, and there's someone else's apartment above that, and then mine on top. And then below the doctor's office is this basement. And there's a motion sensor light that will come on that I can see through my front door and it will come on when there is no motion happening. Like, I don't hear any footsteps. There's no doors closing. And she's like, oh, the light's on. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Um, Or like there's a basement light that you can kind of see through the stairs. Um, And sometimes when I walk in in particular, it'll come on and I'm like, I see that you're poking your head out to see what I'm up to. I'm just going home. Like, leave me alone. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that one's pretty, it's freaky when the basement light comes on. I'm like, no, you don't need to look at me right now. Like, I I know you're looking at me. Stop it. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's spooky. Um, But I don't really 
interact with it too much. I just, we kind of know what's down there. My husband, who's not super sensitive, like I said, even he, like he used to go out because that's the path to our back door and he used to take the trash out that way. And he's like, nope, I'm just going to walk straight through the front lobby because <laughs> I'm not here for it. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's pretty weird. I don't know. Um, I mean, at least you're not seeing fingers coming through the cracks of the doors, right? Oh, God. That would be a hell no for me. Like, yeah. I would be gone. I would yeah. be, I'd be like, sorry, um, I love you, babe. I'm going to go back to America now. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one was pretty weird. I don't know. Um, there's a, a cemetery near where I'm from in Kansas City. It's out in Blue Springs, Missouri. It's called Lob Cemetery. Um, and me and my little sister have had a ton of experiences out there. That one was pretty weird. Um, I felt hands pressing on me there we've seen orbs like with our naked eyes um we've seen shadow people there i don't know like it's sometimes i'm like oh yeah i've seen stuff and then people are like wait that's like normal for you and i'm like oh yeah i guess that is something unique because there's just so many things that i've i've seen in my lifetime i i have or i'm curious um you know a lot of people not a lot of people but i've heard people talk about you know ghosts touching them and i've always mm -hmm. been super curious because i only ever get it like they're in my energy field like i you know it feels mm -hmm. like someone's in the room with you kind of situation is what i feel but as far as like something yeah. actually like does it feel like another human like touching your skin or like what what is that what can, yeah. so in that cemetery um there's a back corner and it's actually where um the slaves who built the cemetery wall and then later um, black people and people of color were buried. Um, and it's right kind of as I got towards that area, because I was like, that's the oldest part of the cemetery. I'm curious about it. And I, I always kind of talk and announce my presence when I think that I'm maybe have some company around me. And I'm just like, hey, I'm just curious. And as I kind of got to that threshold where um, is, you know, the slave quarters of the cemetery, I felt immediate resistance. And it did. It felt like human hands, like dozens of them just pushing against me. And I was like, OK, Ugh. I'm so sorry that, you know, and, and I'm a white person. And I'm like, OK, maybe, you know, it's just this immediate like we don't trust you. You're not welcome in our place. And I was like, I totally get that. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that people hurt you and I'm sorry that people were terrible to you. And I hope that you're able to find rest. Um, and I just kind of sat down and I, I just talked to them and I was just like, you know, everything that happened to you was unfair and it was terrible. And I'm so sorry that you still feel like you have to protect yourself. And I just chatted for a while and eventually like I felt the hands lessen and they almost just felt like a gentle touch. And mm. I was just like, you know, I wish y'all the best. Um, but I, I kind of felt like that wasn't an area for me. And I was just, yeah. but that was, that was the most evocative um, touch experience I've ever had. Hmm. But yeah, it did. It felt like fingers. I mean, it felt like hands, how you would feel them, not just like a blast or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Ugh. I, 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 I want to <laughs> experience it, but I, I don't know. I feel like if I actually did, I'd <laughs> freak out, but I'm curious. It's intense. It was, yeah. it was an intense experience for me for sure. Yeah. Eric, have yeah. you ever felt that before? Yeah, I mean, I've never had it like on my skin, but like just on clothes and stuff. It just feels mm -hmm. like like imagine somebody putting their hand on you and like pushing that, like pressing. Like you just feel the pressure of the person's yeah. like mm -hmm. you know if somebody was putting hands on you or something like that. But it's never, it's not like um, I don't know. It's it's nothing like crazy. At least I've never like mm -hmm. again, I've never had it on my skin before, so I don't know what it feels like if like if it's on like on your skin, but yeah. for sure like yeah. on the, over the clothes, yeah. Hmm. Nope. No, thank um, you. I think maybe one of my most unique 
experiences if you guys want to hear it. Yes. Um, I've seen ghost plants before. What? Ghost plants? Yeah. So this was another experience with my sister in Kansas City. Um, So down in the 18th and Vine District, which is kind of the, the jazz district of Kansas City, there's an old hospital, and it's called the Wheatley Providence Hospital. And it was originally opened um, to serve as the black hospital for the city. And later it got repurposed into an orphanage, um, a, I think a youth home. And then in the 80s, it was the uh, asylum haunted house. So mm. this thing has seen all sorts of life. <laughs> and my little sister and one of our girlfriends, I think my mom was like out of town or something. So we were being complete hooligans. And we we're like, yeah, let's go check it out at like midnight. Let's do it. Um, and so we went and we kind of like, you know, park out front, turn the lights off. I'm like, we have to stay in the car. Like the, the building is not in great repair and I've been there during the daytime and there's some evidence of some people who are, um, experiencing homelessness and maybe doing some drugs and such. There's, you know, needles and stuff. I'm like, okay, literally my mom will murder us if we get out of this car right now. Like we, I'm not scared of the ghosts. I'm scared of the people. So we stayed in the car, but I was like, all right, let's, let's look. And my little sister was looking up in one of the windows and that's when she saw her first apparition. And I was kind of scanning and I looked down um, towards the front of the building and I couldn't believe it because it was like January. I think it was maybe even like this time of year. And there were rows of crops in front of, and it was like a small garden. And I, I remember seeing like these big elephant ear plants and some sunflowers and like vegetable plants. And then I saw a man in coveralls stand up with a hoe in his hands and just look at me. And we looked at each other for a couple minutes and I was like, mm, we got to go. I was like, mm, this is not the right place for us to be. And we like we went to a gas station just to oh my god oh my god oh my god, um, and because we were kind of scared something was gonna follow us home, so we we're like let's go get a you know pop and figure out our lives. And I told my sister what I saw, and um, my friend I don't I don't remember if my friend had seen it, but my little sister saw something up in the window, so she didn't see what I saw. And I was like that was just so freaking weird. And so the next day. In the light of day, you know, we stayed up all night just freaking out and holding each other pretty much. Um, but the next day we're like, all right, let's scientifically go back, see if maybe what we saw was has explanation. I was like, all right, you look up in the window where you thought you saw something and we'll see if maybe there's something that could obscure the moonlight or, or whatever. And I'll look and maybe there are plants or I don't know. So we go back, y'all. And it's completely just dead grass. What the hell? Like there was nothing. And I was like. This, like so not only did I see this gentleman who was working in the in the garden, but I saw the plants that he was tending to. It's weird. I'm I'm almost wondering if you just like stepped into like the past, like a little blip. Right, like in a the, time loop yeah, or something. Yeah. It was weird, man. Like I that's that's probably the one that is like the most unusual thing I've ever seen. And then he, he was probably like he sees this girl just come appear out of You're nowhere and he's like, What the hell are right. you? Why are you here? type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just got chills down my legs. It might be a fucking season, but it might not be. I like that. I, I mean, yeah, ghost plants is a first, but the fact that you saw like a whole scene, like not just the plants, like a person and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, that that yeah, that one was like freaky. Glitch in the matrix kind of situation there. That's yeah, awesome. it really it did feel that way. It felt like either a time slip or a dimension shift or yeah, it was it was very and that's I think that's part of why we wanted to like not go straight home. We were like, all right, yeah. we need to shake this off a little bit. 
reset. Ugh. Yeah. I was just thrown yep. off that you said pop. I forget. Oh, <laughs> soda? No, we call it Coke. Everything's Coke. Coke. Everything's Coke. Even if it's, yeah, right, it's are, Coke. Dr. Pepper. You're in the Coke, Coke district. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a carbonated beverage if you will yeah. mm-hmm. i i'm yeah. I, i'd be lying if i didn't imagine like a popsicle when you said pop and i'm like no no that's ah. <laughs> like not yeah. a popsicle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's hilarious uh but that's that's an interesting story i've, I've never yeah ghost ghost plants uh but yeah, I like time that flip. one was freaky <laughs> i wanted to give you an opportunity to uh you know Tell us where we can find your podcast and where we can listen. And if you have anything else that you'd like to promote. Awesome. Thanks. Um, So, yeah, if you want to hear me ramble for way too long about the Dyatlov Pass, or I actually do tell the story about the Knicks um, on our show, because our show is almost very short. If I would have died, I think it would only been like 10 episodes. Um, (laughs) But you can find my show supposedly pretty much anywhere that you like to listen to your podcasts. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at supposedlypod. We'd love to hang out with y'all. Sweet. Thank you so much for coming on, Rue. Uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, it was Absolutely. awesome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are a lot of fun. All right. Well, that was uh, some interesting stories. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's a hard thing to hear. Like, you love the water and then something like that happens to you and you don't know what your relationship with the water is going to be like. Yeah. Especially for the husband who like he already had a bad relationship with water and then now this happens. So there's a good chance he's going to be traumatized for a a long time or if not forever. I, I mean, if not, then that's great, but I don't see how that wouldn't leave a mark. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't think I'd be able to get back into water without a, a life jacket, even if it was like a swimming pool. <laughs> I, I feel like drowning is probably one of the worst deaths you can experience. So um, not that, that he died, but just to almost get there. Like, I, yeah, no, that that in itself is like <laughs> the nightmare. Yeah, I mean, even. Even with a life jacket, I I think I don't know. You would have some sort of PTSD after that. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. But I, I don't know. I, I'm glad that she taught us something new. I had never heard of the Knicks before, and uh, something from different culture. Like you know, we're wanting to to experience and stuff. So I always love learning something new about the paranormal. Yeah, guys, but go ahead and, and listen to, to their podcast uh, because, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like I said multiple times while we were recording uh, with her, it, it's just it's like hanging out with friends and listening to them chat and stuff. So, And if you love paranormal or all things spooky and weird, again, if you're listening to us, you'll probably enjoy them as well. But if you go listen to them, don't stop listening to us because I don't think my heart could handle that. Yeah, I we all know how I feel about rejection, so <laughs> I would just break. Please don't do it. Um, but yeah, guys, so if you want to share your um, drowning stories, I mean, if they're paranormal, even better. But um, And if you didn't die, also, that'd be great. <laughs> I guess if you're sharing it, you didn't die, right? Um, uh. <laughs> go ahead and send us a message or email us. Uh, you can get us at on Instagram, it's at We Believed You Podcast. 
on Twitter, it's WBDY Podcast. On Facebook, it's at, I'm sorry, We Believe to You with a question mark. And our email address is We Believe to You at gmail.com. So go ahead and send us those stories, guys. Remember, we can interview you or we can keep you anonymous or you can send in uh, stories for us to read on the podcast. Uh, we really want to hear from you guys because we believe. Do you?